4th July, Little Job. Posted 6th July, 2022. It's Phil week this week, with a lot of focus on his prison life, which gets increasingly perilous as the week goes on, and he makes some dangerous enemies. Ben is drawn into things in the first episode of the week, but not too much as he winds up deciding not to betray Kirat against Phil's wishes. In prison, Phil needs hold of a burner phone, and he doesn't want to get it off the top dog, Erskine, who's just sliced into his family photos, so he pesters a guy called Ravi, who he knows also has access to burner phones. But Ravi wants some information in exchange for it. Information on Kirat, who he's apparently crossed paths with. And this was confirmed after the episode aired, with EastEnders announcing that he was going to be a regular. He's the son of Ranveer, who we've seen a few times interacting with the Panasars. So Ravi has heard that Phil has a way of getting info on Kirat, through Ben, who works with him, and asks Phil to do some digging on what bigger business Kirat is involved in. Phil agrees to the deal without even checking with Ben, because he just assumes Ben will do what he's told without question. His confidence convinces Ravi, and he hands over the burner phone. Phil uses that burner phone to contact Ben, who's lying on the sofa with the curtains pulled. Ben is slow to react to his phone ringing, and Kathy bustles in to ask him if he's going to get that, pulling the curtain back and chastising Ben for having a nap in the afternoon. I think Phil should count himself lucky that Ben even picked up his call, as I don't get the impression he's engaging much with people in general. But he does pick up, and when he hears Phil's voice, the first thing he's asking is if Phil's alright, probably alarmed that Phil's called him, and called via a burner phone. At the mention of doing a little job, Ben's already hesitant, mentioning the fact that he handed all of that over to Sharon and isn't involved anymore. But then Phil clarifies that it's something else. He wants information on Kirat and doesn't answer Ben's questions about what sort of information or who's asking for it. Ben just has to find Kirat's laptop, download everything onto a USB stick, ah, the dreaded USB stick, and get it to Phil, who'll sort Ben out with a visiting order. My question is, what exactly is Ravi going to do with a USB stick in prison? Do they have laptops on loan there? And if they did, would he be able to just casually look at all of Kirat's business on there without raising suspicion? We're probably not meant to think about these things, but I'm just curious anyway. Phil pulls the old, I'm counting on you, shtick on Ben, and it seems to work for now, as Ben agrees to do it, no problem. Later, Ben's dressed and ready to go out to do as Phil wishes. I don't think he has the capacity to consider doing anything else, at least not on his own. It reminds me of when Phil entrusted him with his business in the immediate aftermath of the January attack and all Ben could do was agree, with no enthusiasm or emotion. And it maybe even gives him something to cling on to, a distraction. He sees Cathy has returned to the house again, and knows what she's doing, checking up on him. I think he feels a bit smothered by her, particularly since the incident with Lewis's shirt last week. However, she deflects the accusation, and asks instead what he's doing, surprised to learn that he's nipping out when he apparently hasn't been out for days, something Ben also bites back at her for, saying he thought she'd be pleased. However, when Cathy brings up the phone call, very astute of her, Ben isn't evasive about it. In fact, he tells her exactly what's going on, that it was Phil asking him to do a little job to get information on Kirat. It makes me wonder if Ben knew how Cathy would react to it, and that she'd be the only one to voice that it's probably not a good idea to betray the one person who hasn't let him down recently. Kirat has been a pretty stellar friend to Ben. And Cathy sneers in disgust at the thought of Ben actually considering choosing to do his dad's bidding, even if it means stabbing Kira in the back. 
I mean, Ben doesn't know what the information is going to be used for. And in fact, neither do we as an audience. But I'm sure he knows it's not exactly going to be benign. And you can see the hesitance on Ben's face before he heads out. When Ben approaches Kirat, he does it at a very bad moment, as Stacy has just gone off at Kirat in the middle of the square for pulling away from her in the cafe when Suki turned up, making Stacy feel like Kirat is ashamed of her. Ben asks if Kirat's got a minute, presumably to ask for a drink around at the call centre, where Kirat will probably have a laptop or a PC sitting around. But Kirat says he doesn't, not right now. However, not long after that, Kirat's calling Ben's name and rushing back over to him, showing Ben what a good friend he is by apologising for not giving Ben his time earlier on, explaining that it's just been one of those days, knowing that Ben would understand. Ben prickles at that comment, but Kirat demonstrates that he knows when to back off, saying it's none of his business, but if Ben wants something, he's all ears now. He proposes meeting at the call centre in an hour to carry out whatever bit of business Ben wants to do. He's basically doing everything to show Ben that he really is a decent friend, and that stealing his info to give to Phil wouldn't be the best idea after everything. Kirat leaves him after another apology, and all Ben can do is stand outside the Beale house, torn over what to do. Lest we forget that Ben doing what Phil asks is second nature to him, and he'd also have a sense that Phil needs this info on behalf of someone else for a reason, and not doing it probably means bad news for Phil. He's still standing by the house when Kathy comes by, staring down at her phone. She makes a comment about Ben being round Kirat's by now, earning his 30 pieces of silver. In other words, calling him a Judas. Ben, however, informs her that it's not going to happen. He's just waiting for Phil to call back so he can tell him so. He admits that Kathy was right. He can't betray Kirat when he's stepped up for him lately. A hell of a lot more than Phil has anyway. Kathy doesn't pat him on the back or anything because to her it should have been easy and an instant decision to tell Phil no. Though, of course, she doesn't have the baggage of being Phil's constant disappointment of a son weighing her down. I do appreciate that it's still difficult for Ben to go against the grain of his dad. And he still ended up making the right choice in the end. And we know that counts for something. We don't see whether Phil calls Ben back. Probably not, to be fair. Certain as he is that Ben will do what he's told. But we do see that Ben sticks to his word, as Ravi keeps asking for the info during the next few episodes and Phil keeps having to blow him off with the excuse that Ben is working on it. And then Keeble reveals to Phil that she knows about the plan to have Ravi as backup for his fight with Erskine, so Ravi's been sent to solitary. She's stacking the odds against him so that he'll take her deal to grass in exchange for freedom, or at this point, his life. But it seems that Phil is remaining stubborn, writing letters to his family, including Ben, and telling Sharon that if he grasses, then he risks people coming not just after him, but his loved ones. Tuesday's episode ended very dramatically, as the 6pm deadline comes and goes, and Sharon wails in the middle of the square, certain that it means Phil has been killed. So camp. I love it. <laughs>